It's Wild Card Weekend, and this is your DraftKings NFL first look. We're going to take a look at the Saturday-only slate. We're also going to take a look at the Sunday-only slate. We're going to build a first-look lineup and primarily just go through these slates, talk about who's available, who we like, who we don't like, and just understand these matchups. So let's dive right into it, starting with the Saturday-only. And before we actually look at the players and, and who's available to us, let's take a quick look at the matchups here. And you can see we've got the Browns on the road at the Texans. That game has a 44.5 point total with the Browns installed as three three and a half point favorites. They're two and a half point favorites, uh, it looks like right now. Next, we have the Dolphins at the Chiefs and the Chiefs are home favorite in that one, the game has a 44-point total. So two really similar totals here. Very similar team totals as well. So a lot of possibilities for the Saturday side. So let's jump in. Let's take a quick look here and understand some of these matchups and, and who looks interesting and take a look at some of these salaries as well. So at the top of the pricing chart, we've got Mahomes. Um, he's at home taking on Miami. Miami has not been that great against the pass, which is fine. But at the same time, Mahomes has just not been that great this year. He's only averaging 19.3 fantasy points per game. And if you take a look at the results from Mahomes this year, outside of pretty much just one game against the Chargers, um, he's been pretty much a dud. Now, that doesn't mean anything here. This game has fireworks potential. I'm actually surprised at how low the total is. Right off the bat, I mean, if Miami's offense is clicking, they're scoring a lot, and you know the Chiefs will need to answer. So definitely going to keep him. Uh, of course, we're going to keep them all in mind. But Mahomes um, price seven one hundred, a little spendy here. Um, next, we've got Tua seven K on the road. I like Tua quite a bit um, in this matchup. KC good defense, but you know the Miami offense is so explosive. One negative to um, Tua, I would say, is just with both of both of really both sides of this game is just. Both teams have a pretty good running game at this point. Like, you know, Miami can lean heavy on the run if they need to. So there's that possibility. Um, Tua only averaging 17.9 fantasy points per game. And you could see here, it's been almost, it feels like it's been forever since Tua has had sort of a had to have it score. And it really actually has been uh, the first couple of weeks of the season. Again, the Chargers, oh, notorious, and, and that Denver game. But after that, those 230 plus point performances. Tua has been pretty pedestrian all year. And one of the things I like about Tua is you can get most of his upside just by playing Tyreek Hill. So we'll keep that in mind. Um, next up, we've got CJ Stroud. And for me, CJ Stroud has the worst matchup on the slate against the Cleveland defense. That's really, really good. Now, Stroud has been beyond, um, you know, reproach, I guess, uh, in the sense that no matter what the team has been, he's pretty much done well most of the season. So uh, expect... Uh, more of that here from CJ Stroud, but this is a tough matchup and he's priced up there with Tua and Mahomes. So, you know, I probably like Tua and Mahomes if I'm spending up. Probably like both of them better than Stroud. Stroud is pretty much my least favorite quarterback on the slate. Um, and rounding out the four pack here, we got Joe Flacco, Joey Cool with a great matchup on the road at Houston as a favorite. Flacco has done nothing but smash since he's taken over as the starter. Um, look at all these yardage totals, three, over 300 yards um, in, in his past four games, averaging 24.4 fantasy points per game. Guys, I'm clicking the button here on Joe Flacco to get this lineup started. Um, all right, 
let's jump over to the running back position and see what we have going on. So um, Devon Achan, great, right? Um, limited participant, banged up a little bit. Uh, looks like um, Raheem Mostert also banged up a little bit. So it's looking a little sketchy with the um, Miami Twins, especially if both of them are healthy for this game. That is not a good scene. So we'll see about these two. I think the first button click, though, and pretty much a lock button play for me is going to be uh, Pacheco. Uh, you know, there's no Jarek McKinnon. He's on IR. So for the most part, Pacheco is just going to get all of the work. They'll mix in Clyde Edwards Hilaire. CEA, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is, you know, nothing special. So I think we will see Pacheco getting all the work here. And I am plugging him in for sure in this lineup. Now, um, the other possibilities here, Devin Singletary, tougher matchup for, for Singletary. He's gotten a lot of volume lately, but um, I think the Cleveland matchup is tough. But as long as he's getting that volume, I'm good with it. So he is somebody who would be in my mix. And um, Gerald Ford, Jerome Ford, not Gerald Ford. So president, President Ford. Jerome Ford is the other one. One thing of note with uh, with Ford is you really haven't seen him. He's never He never really gets more than 15 touches in a game. So his volume is limited. He's 5,500. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else. Um, if one of Mostert or Achan was going to be out this week, I'd certainly have some interest in Jeff Wilson Jr. as well. So uh, until we know that one of them was out or if there's any situation like that, assuming it's not, obviously Jeff Wilson Jr., is not going to be of interest, but I think it's also really important to note that with just really four relevant five, four or five relevant running backs here, this feels like a two running back only slate. And I think the second running back choice is going to be important for now. I'm going to slide HN in there. He's sort of my favorite of the rest, but I really don't mind paying down with Singletary or Ford at all. I mean, I think it's fine. So uh, again, I don't love Singletary uh, standalone, but I don't really love any of the options at running back outside of Pacheco. And I do think I will have a ton of Pacheco on this slate. I'll slide HN in here, but let's see what we need with uh, salary at the end. Now, one cool thing about this particular slate is there are some really great high-end options at the wide receiver position, and they all look really, really good. Obviously, we can't play them all, but they all look really good. So starting at the top, I feel like Tyreek Hill is pretty much a must play. I don't see how he can be held down. It's the playoffs. Teams are going to do what they do best. I don't love the Q tag, but even, even in the uh, last week of the season, 13 targets, um, 21 fantasy points. Tyreek Hill is kind of a must play. He's a little underpriced at 8,700 relative to where he's been lately. So to me, he is the top play on the slate and I love it. But of course, the 8,700, you'll see there's not that much value. So when you play a Tyree kill, you have to sacrifice elsewhere. Um, all of these high-end options, though, are really good on, on this particular slate. Nico Collins, sure, why not? I mean, it's a tougher matchup, but we saw what happened um, in the uh, final game of the season, 37.5. Like It seemed like every pass was intended for Nico Collins, and that's just because they have no one else to throw to. So he's going to be a good play as well, but he's uh, taken on a, a pretty good Cleveland defense. Amari Cooper, we've got Joe Flacco in here. Amari Cooper just fits naturally with him. 15 targets <laughs> against Houston in the, the last time he played. 54 points. He got you into the playoffs. Nothing wrong with that. Um, he's been resting for multiple weeks at this point. Um, I guess he didn't play weeks 17 or 18. We'll see. There is some, of course, he's hurt risk. 
But I mean, if we're playing Joe Flacco, we probably want Amari Cooper. But I have to say, you know, Rice, Rishi Rice also has been spectacular for the most part. Um, at, just prior to that last game of the season, he had been seeing anywhere from nine to 10 targets per game for a while. There it is. I mean, 10, 9, 10, 9. He's just the primary wide receiver for the Chiefs at this point. So I love Rice as well. Obviously, you could see here we don't have enough salary to afford these three studs and HN just can't do it. So we'll have to adjust, but it's important to understand what, I guess what um, things are going to look like this week. If you play two reasonable running backs, let's see if we drop down to a cheaper running back. Yeah, it's still not going to look very good. So let's jump over to defense. We'll do defense. We'll do tight end. I have a little strategy concept at tight end that I think um, you guys are going to like, and I think it'll give us a little bit of edge potentially, but at defense, I think you just kind of want to go with a cheap one here. I don't mind the Browns at 3,300, like in this, in the sense that they could have a good game. I don't mind the Texans. Um, I think any one of these defenses is playable, but I'm just going to choose the cheapest one. But again, I prefer a home team. Let's see. What's KC? Yeah, there we go. You know, I'll go with the home Chiefs. Fine. Fine. I'll do it. But any one of these defenses can work. And I don't really think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's that important. Um, all right, so I want to talk about a little strategy I have at the tight end position. So there's two ways to go with tight end, of course. One is uh, the pay-up option. Great, right? Kelsey, fine, great play, sure. He hasn't done it in a while, but you never know. It's the playoffs. Uh, he can have one of his big games, right? I'll certainly have a lot of exposure to Travis Kelsey. Um, David Njoku has been spectacular with Flacco, and you really do want to pair him up with Flacco here if possible. So I don't mind that, and I certainly will have a ton of this stack. Um and I think this lineup will do well with Njoku because I have Flacco in here, so I'm probably going to keep him in there. But I also wanted to talk about a little strategy concept I have. Uh, Dalton Schultz is fine, but strategically, I think one way to go at tight end this week on this particular slate would be just to straight punt it. By that, I mean just throw in somebody like uh, a $2,500 Harrison Bryant, a Noah Gray, a Durham Smythe even, just a straight punt at the position. And the reason I would do it is because if you do that, you kind of can afford to get these three studly wide receivers in your lineup. And let's see what we have room for in the flex here. It's not going to be good at 3,800, but the whole nothing is good in the cheaper zone at wide receiver. So we didn't really get to this. So let me, um, let me pull through and, and I'll, I'll show you what I mean. Um, I do like Elijah Moore a little bit. Actually, I kind of like that quite a bit, but when you scroll down the wide receiver group and you get past, you know, the stud zone, Collins, of course, will like him. Got Noah Brown here. Okay, we'll see if he plays. You know, he's got that Q tag. Elijah Moore is really interesting at 4K, and he's definitely a punt that we're going to have to have a lot of exposure to. Zero targets last week, but two weeks ago with the Browns, with Flacco at the helm, he did put up 17. He got six targets, had four targets a week before that. Also another big Joe Flacco game. So this guy stinks. Let's let's keep it real. But every, all the options that are inexpensive on this two gamer are not very good. So this guy stinks, sure, but whatevs. Um, Cedric Wilson Jr. He's kind of playing the WR three role. You got Robert Woods. He's playable, I guess. Um, Watson. You know he's had some targets in recent weeks, so that could really work as well. So a few different ways to go with this final. 
wide receiver spot slash the flex spot. But like I said, I think it's a really interesting approach this week to maybe just super punt the tight end position. Of course, I really do like David Njoku for a lineup like this uh, paired up with Flacco. And to do that and pay up here, we have to now, we would have to sacrifice another one of these wide receivers and it will get ugly no matter which one it is. Let's see. Let's see if there's a version. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Waddle, it's not that good, right? If you take out Hill and who wants to take out Hill If we take out Amari Cooper, we got to be down here and pretty much play somebody like Elijah Moore. So think about it like this, either um, kind of an Njoku and two super punt wide receivers or a super punt tight end and a super punt wide receiver with another stud wide receiver. That's pretty much how this week is going to go um, on this particular slate. Uh, I do like spending down for Flacco. You can see every dollar kind of counts on a slate like this. So keep that in mind as we are taking a look at the Saturday only. Now let's transition to the Sunday on the site. I also want to send out a, a shout out to uh, KR Lesh who took first place in this showdown this past week. Another uh, DFS Army Wall of Champions member. Um, here you've got Steamboat Willie in there as well. And I, we love the 20 max. If you ever watch the showdown breakdowns uh, that we talk that we have here on the DFS Army YouTube channel, you know, we recommend um, picking one captain and sticking with it. And uh, KR Lesh actually just followed the uh, what 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 was said by DFS up north in the breakdown video, which was just lock in Josh Allen on this particular slate. Lock him in as captain. This was the game where Josh Allen, uh, it was the Miami Bills uh, versus the Bills game. And he locked Josh Allen, just ran the domination stage, 20 lineups, boom, took it down. Love to see it. Congrats to KR Lesh on the swag as well. And he gets a swag bag and all that good stuff. All right, let's switch over to the Sunday slate. And as I say this, I'll remind you, hit that like button. If you're enjoying this content, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you want to check out DFS Army, Link is in the description below, but you get 10% off with code geek. It's a great time to join. We are going bananas for the playoffs here. So I love playoff slates and you know, this is uh this is just the first one, but my favorite way to attack these slates to be very, very clear is mass multi-entry. We're going to build uh, these first look lineups, but I think it's, it is important to remind everybody. I like to mass enter these. I like to uh, MME them. It's only three games. You're trying to take down a big tournament and using the domination station optimizer, the new, um, uh, the new sim boost rules as well to simulate um, game action. All of that stuff is how I like to attack this kind of slate primarily. And later in the week, of course, I will do some optimizer build videos for DFS Army subscribers who have access to these tools. But with that being said, let's take a look at this next slate. This is Sunday. We've got three games on the docket. Two of them look pretty good. And then one of them, what the hell is this total, right? Steelers, not looking that good. Not looking that good. I'm really surprised at the, at the team total for the Steelers, by the way. I think that's way too low. And I am going to be betting the over on that. Um, I don't think Mason Rudolph's been fine. And the Buffalo defense, not that great. So we'll see about this one. But we've got Steelers at the Bills. Bills have a nice little team total here, 23.5. But it's not the highest on the slate by any stretch. The game total looks gross. So we'll keep that in mind. Non-competitive. This seems like the fade game to me. We've got the Packers at the Cowboys. 
And again, I, I think this total seems a little bit high in my opinion. Uh, Cowboys defense is really, really good. Um, and I think they will, uh, you know, as hot as Jordan Love has been, I do think the Cowboys will have success at home at shutting down the Packers. So let's keep that in mind as we're building. Um, I do love the Packers offense, though, in that game, and that'll be something I really want to focus on. And then in the third game here, the best game of this slate, we have a dome game. I like that both of these are in the dome, by the way. That is a positive. It's wintertime. Let's get some indoor games. So we have a dome game, the Rams at the Lions, points galore, 51.5 point total, close spread. That is the game of the weekend. So. Lions, Rams, Cowboys are the offenses I want to focus on for the slate as much as possible. All right, let's jump over to Sunday here on DraftKings. We'll just look at some of the salaries for these players, and you know how we do. We've been doing this all year long. We've been doing a first look. It's week one. You guys know the drill. So let's jump into this one, starting with the quarterback position, right? So at the very top, Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's been great. He's been great. He's not been great to stack. He's been a great standalone play last week. I guess it was like Khalil Shakir. It was just random. Uh, I think Dalton Kincaid had a big week. Um, Khalil Shakir came in when Gabriel Davis got hurt and actually winds up with having a pretty big game as well. So we're going to have to pay attention to those injuries and see what happens there. Dak Prescott, 7,600. Fantastic. High team total. Love that spot. But the salary is a little bit restrictive here. I think the top spot for me is going to be Stafford and the Rams at 60. This, this seems crazy to even say it. I love Dak here, but the spend is challenging. I think Dak is the best QB play on the slate. And, you know, Josh Allen's fine as well, but I think Dak might be the best of them. But it's, you know, I'm going to plug him in because I do think he's the best, but I think at 7,600, we have to be careful. That's, that's a lot to spend. Um, we can save by going down to Stafford and um, even Jared Goff, even Mason Rudolph. You know, I don't think I'm going to take any of these guys out of my player pool, even shitty Mason Rudolph. Uh, the Bills defense has not been good against the past. So like, I don't know. I think he'd be playable as well. I don't like it, but I certainly think Dak is the best play. Josh Allen is fine, but that game does not look competitive. Super low total. He's not fun to stack. So there's a lot of reasons why. Eh. And then of course, um, Stafford looks really good. You love stacking him up with Puka or Cooper Cup. And um, that matchup is really great. It's indoors, all of those things. So um, few good, definitely a few good spots here to target. I'm going to plug Dak in for this lineup. But again, I'll be building heavily around Matthew Stafford, a little bit around Goff. Goff is always at risk of just getting vultured by his running backs. So, you know, his production is just all over the place. Um, you see here, even in, in you know, a big win against the Vikings. He's only put up 14. So um, that Jared Goff's all over the place. Good GPP play though. Good GPP play as well. And, and of course, not that difficult to stack Goff as well. We'll get into all that as the week continues. All right. Taking a look at the running back position here. Kyron Williams, of course, the top dog on this particular slate um, coming at 7,300. Detroit, Lions defense has been really good versus the run. I, I don't think it matters that much. You got to throw some of that out. They've been good against the run. I get it. But Kyron Williams has been an absolute beast, um, a volume machine most weeks, just putting up big numbers, averaging 22.9. He's almost Christian McCaffrey. And I like it. So he 
is the top target for me at running back. Um, James Cook is fine, lacks some touchdown equity, so be careful with that. Gibbs, Gibbs is just similar. Like It's going to be great or it's going to be terrible. There's rarely much of a middle ground with him. He's not going to see more than 15 touches most weeks. And, you know, if he's not hyper efficient with those touches, it doesn't go well. Aaron Jones also not somebody I'm super excited about this week at Dallas on the road at Dallas is not a good scene for me. Um, Montgomery, another guy, he's, you know, look at the ceiling. It's not there. The ceiling is not there for Montgomery uh, for him to get a 26, 12, 18, 24. I mean, he hasn't done it since week five. It's just not really there for me. So that's a challenging one. Um, here we've got Tony Pollard at 6,100. Another guy, man, last week. I just want, like, finally, if you broke and played some Tony Pollard, even last week in the best matchup ever, he still can't get it done. He just never gets it done, right? I don't think it's starting now. We already know who this guy is, and you're not that good, right? I'm going to tell you which way I'm going to go here. I actually think that a, a solid way to go and there it is. The reason that Pollard's not getting it done. Yeah, Rico Dowdle's coming in, um, getting, you know, last week, Rico Dowdle got a lot of that work. But what happened with Ronnie Rivers last week here? Yeah, he got 13 carries, didn't do much. Um, he won't he won't do much in this game. But I actually think Jalen Warren here at 5,100, going to catch some passes in a game where his team is going to be playing from behind. I actually don't hate this play. I think Jalen Warren is a nice little tournament play. I think uh, it gets you a little bit of uniqueness, as most people are probably going to try to kind of pair up Pollard and Kyron Williams or, or, you know, James Cook or something like that. So I'm going to go down to Jalen Warren and YOLO. All right, let's take a look at the wide receiver position. And of course, at the top of the list is CD Lamb here at 9K. Again, going to be challenging to afford. Actually, you know what? Before we do wide receiver, because I'm already seeing I have no salary left. I want to plug in CD Lamb and it's like, there's no money left. So let's get the uh, defenses going here first. Um, Bill's defense, uh, by far the standout defense on the slate, although I think Dallas is playable as well. Um, these other defenses are all just generally less good. But if we needed to spend all the way down, I'm going with the Steelers. The Bills have been shooting themselves in the foot all season long. They've been making mistakes. I don't even think there's been a game where Josh Allen hasn't thrown an interception. That's right. He's got 18 on the season. So he's averaging more than one interception per game. Good enough for me. I want a cheap defense in here. We're going to plug in the steals, but, but obviously on defense, you know, the best plays are probably going to be the Cowboys. If we have the salary for it uh, and the bills bills, probably the best. I probably like the bills better than the Cowboys in this spot, but paying 3,500 a little spendy. We'll see, you know, at the end, if we could get there. All right. Jumping over to the tight end position. I don't expect Sam Laporta to play. So let's start there. Um, it's important because that delivers us Brock Wright, you know, the backup for close to min salary, or at least at 3K. So we do have an option all the way down here at 3K. Um, if Tyler Higby doesn't play, then Dennis Allen would be really interesting here at 2700 as well. That'd probably be one of my favorite plays on the slate. So I'm trying to see when the last time Tyler Higby played. He played in week 17. It was inactive expectedly for the last game of the season when they when they sat all their starters. So, uh, you know, my guess is Higby will be fine and we won't get the Dennis Allen, you know, gift. But if we could have that, that would be really nice. 
but I'm actually going to plug in Brock Wright on this one. Um, just, just to mention though here, Ferguson. Yeah, sure. Great. It's been solid all year. Good pairing with Dak. Um, Dalton Kincaid also really good. Eight targets last week. I, I love Kincaid at this price and we might double tight end on this particular slate. That's another thing to keep in mind. I think a lot of these options at tight end in the 4k range are significantly better options than what wide receivers or running backs are available at that price. And that's, you know, when we talk about like double tight end and when it's relevant, this is when it becomes relevant. These shorter slates where there's just not that many players available and it's not that much value. And you can actually just get one of these tight ends and they have a higher target projection and higher fantasy projection than any of the wide receivers in the same price range. And there are no running backs down there. So that's what we're working with, right? So. Let's get into his wide receiver position. And of course, CeeDee Lamb, spectacular. He's exactly who you want with Dak Prescott. Great. Uh, Amin Ra, also fantastic. Um, high floor guy, averaging 22.4 points per game in the Dome. Great situation. Cooper Cup, very good. Puka, great. Stefan Diggs, I'm listen, sketched about him at this point. It's been forever since Diggs has had a big game. So, you know, I'm definitely not um, super confident in him. And I probably reserve him for like Josh Allen lineups exclusively. If we're going to pay that much for a wide receiver, they're probably dragging, you know, like this one anyways, probably dragging his quarterback to the finish line with him. Um, Puka, you know, between Cup and Puka, Puka has been getting it done better recently. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean Puka there. Um, now we've got a couple of these Packers wide receivers. Jaden Reed has been great. Um, he's just putting up number, even last week, only four targets got another, had another big, uh, had one big play in there that put up a big score. I don't love the matchup uh, at Dallas for the Packers at all. So I'm trying to avoid them for the most part, but Jane Reed, fine. Um, it'd be, you know, even more appropriate in the sense of having a bring back in this lineup, but I don't think that's that important on a three game slate. We really just kind of want to play the best plays, a little stacking, but just play the best plays and the best values. Dubs, same difference. Um, Gabriel Davis, I don't know if he's playing this week, but uh, Gabriel Davis is very clearly generally just somebody you want to favor with Josh Allen as well. So but I'm not sure if he's going to play. Um, we've got the twins from Pittsburgh, Pickens and Deontay Johnson. They're both fine. Uh, Brandon Cooks, good pairing with Dak here um, as well. And Dontavian Wicks uh, continues to get some targets. We have to see if Christian Watson's going to be healthy. But in order to make this lineup work, we're going to have to go low. So let's kind of take it to the next level down here and see what wide receivers are floating around in the cheapest realms uh, of salary here. And uh, you got Josh Reynolds. He's coming off seven targets. You know what? Not bad. Josh Reynolds last week, seven targets with uh, Jamison Williams, who has been out uh, expected to be good to play. So with Jamison Williams coming back, actually Jamison Williams becomes kind of interesting play here at 3,500. Um, if he comes back. So let's keep him in mind. Demarcus Robinson. Um, it looks like they rested him in week 18 or he didn't get any action in week 18. He is still operating as a WR three. He will get targets as well. Khalil Shakir in play as well. So I think these are the three wide receivers that are going to be like the super punt level on the slate the sub four K guys. I think it's this trio. I think it's, it's Reynolds. I think it's Robinson and I think it's uh Shakir. I probably favor Shakir the most out of them, but after this, it gets really gross at the position group. So I don't, I don't expect we'll be, be needing to dive much deeper than this trio. So let me plug in 
Josh Reynolds here. Um, has he been a, you know, I'm going to go with Khalil Shakir. Uh, just first look stuff. It really doesn't matter to me between these three. I just, it's more setting a salary level and just understanding how much salary we have left to spend. Um, tight end position. Again, I really like Ferguson. I like Kincaid. So I think there's a few uh, you could double down. And of course, we could also take a shot with Brock Wright. And that's where I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with Brock Wright because I want that cheapness. And look what it gets us. 6K of salary left. And it's gonna we're going to climb our way up. Climb our way up to another stud wide receiver in this lineup. And honestly, it does not make any kind of difference to me if it's Puka, Cooper, or Amon Ra. If I plug in Amon Ra St. Brown, let's see, we got 4K left. That gets us you know, one of these 4K or, you know, a, another super punt doesn't get us the double tight end that I was hoping for. So actually what I'm going to do here is switch Amin Ra for somebody else. And we'll go down to Puka. And with Puka in there, I've got 4,800 left. And now I'm going to be able to plug in one of Ferguson or Kincaid in the final spot. So that's my first look on the Sunday slate. Obviously, kind of get an idea of how this is going to flow. Uh, most of the lineups are going to have probably either one, probably two studly running backs or one stud and one pay down option. And if you want to get Lamb in there, you can pretty much get him in there with a second stud wide receiver, but you have to super punt two more spots and have a middle spot uh, and, and, and then a tight end in the flex like Ferguson. So I actually think this is pretty indicative of what to expect. It's really easy to change this around and you can go from a DAC lineup to a Stafford lineup. It's going to say, you know, you'll open up some salary there and now I can, I can pretty much get off one of these other spots and improve it. I can get up to uh, Amon Ra here, which is something you definitely would want to do with Stafford and maybe um, man, that actually is more than enough to do. And I'm I'll probably switch up. Let's see here. No, nope. yeah, could get on to Brandon Cooks. Like, there's a lot of different ways to go here, but it should be a really fun slate. It should be a fun three game slate to attack. It's a great two game slate to attack. Um, remember on the two and three game slates, if you're using the optimizer for those that you really want to allow players versus defense, you cannot build lineups without using at least some players versus your defense. You see, here I got some salary left over. We can possibly improve our uh, get up to these elite defenses if we want, but I'm not going to worry too much about paying up on defenses this week. My prime goal is going to be really trying to choose right um, at the, at the running back position, get a little different at um, and, and look for ways to be different in the lineups that we build for tournaments. So that's going to do it for the breakdown guys. Hit that like button, make sure to subscribe to the channel. We will have tournament tactics this week with Bobby. Wow. And Burns and myself kind of get into the tournament strategies for the slate. Um, so look, uh, look for that later this week. And of course, another showdown breakdown for the Monday night football special. Love the playoffs. Super excited for this. Make sure to um, build a lot of lineups for this one. I think that's the best way to attack this playoff slate. It's not really necessarily try to build one, build a bunch of lineups, tell, tell a lot of different stories and good luck this weekend. We'll see you here on the next one.